these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey Up High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm joined um, with you today, Tony Scott I had to think about this because Carl was over at my place this weekend Yeah, throws, throws everything off Carl's in town, I'm out of town Carl's back in Duluth, I'm back in the Twin Cities Sunday night, let's talk some serious high school hockey. Well, can I introduce Carl because he's on the line? Oh, yeah, he's here. Uh, you want to say hi to him and uh, greet him? Hi, Carl. Thanks for recognizing me. <laughs> oh, you get plenty of recognition, Carl. <laughs> Random people Fine. just come over and want to talk to you about ranking. Oh, yeah, I'm used to that. Sounds so enthusiastic about your adoring fans. <laughs> I got I, I to ask you, when people meet you, Carl and people meet you. They come to you. Are you Carl? As in Carl East? Yes. I've yeah, seen I get a whole range of things. You know, some some people are like, "Oh, you're Carl," and some are in, just in shock, and some take about an hour and figure it out. You know, long afterward, kind of fun. <laughs> I was I was in the Carl. I can't believe you look like you're ten years old. Camp is that really still common, or are you growing older? As you get longer the tooth, you don't get that as much anymore. Uh, I had a birthday this past week, so I'm getting old now. So not now, don't get that anymore. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My birthday's this week. I guess I'm getting old too. Oh, well, happy birthday! Well, to both you guys. Twenty-eight for off. Yeah. yeah. I met Carl. I believe the first time was over at Hill Murray, correct? Or at the, the Hill Murray Benilde game. Is that the first time? That yeah, was, that no, sounds right. You probably yeah. met. Did you meet each other at a state tournament? I mean, we were probably mm-hmm. in the same. No, place, I didn't. But we never actually tournament. talked. Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, guess who gave me the concept of going to the state tournament in and of itself? Carl East. He said, you should go really? to the state tournament and cover it. Oh, Carl's I idea. This. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some, you know, random message board, backroom, direct <laughs> message DMing. Oh, those old days, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I was through, pimping. Through private messages. Believe it or not, I think I was pimping. How great Luke Lemaster, Ryder Donovan, Garrett Worth, and Ian Major were. Just watch out; these guys are going to be really good in five years. You know that's a that's a really good um, segue. Great segue into why I'm wearing a Duluth East jersey today, because we have a mix-up in the rankings, don't we, Carl? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. And this Let's was one of the hardest weeks to, to do rankings I've ever had. Honestly, you know, you know there are and one through four, I. I the teams were easy to identify, but then giving them an order was hard. Six through ten was hard. Then that got into the fifteen through twenty range. That was just awful. And so it was a long night last night. Danny was in bed long before I was done with rankings. Fell asleep. I think I was out there on his couch. <laughs> well, I, I, I couldn't even imagine getting past eight. You know, you get to eight, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now you're just throwing balls in the air and praying mm-hmm. that it comes out okay. Now, I think it's worth addressing on the show because we've been talking about it for a while. But there's four teams right now. Yeah, they're locked. Mm-hmm. There's four locks right now in the top four. You know what? I'll, I'll yeah. even go take it for. I think there's five locks. I don't think that Holy Family's in the same class as the one through four, but they're the firmest number five we've had in a long time. And here, here's Definitely. why they're not because they've lost to Edina and lost the. I didn't say they're in the top four. I just think they're a firm, firm number five. five. They yeah, are absolutely. firm five, no mm-hmm. and they are a good team. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Carl. 
let's start off with where do you have the number, like the four teams? So number one, as Danny's uh, uniform would suggest, is Duluth East. Uh, no, I think that there are questions about the Hounds. We know this. Uh, they've had some rough ties, a couple of close wins, very close than they should have been, but they are undefeated. They just beat the old number one, who had been undefeated. Um, they looked pretty strong in that win. So on you know, January 7th, 2018, they are number one. I would have had St. Thomas Academy. My only really? agreement with Carl on this is because they beat, we, they beat Minnetonka and St. Thomas has, has not, not beat Minnetonka. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Now, number two, this gets interesting. Yeah, and number two, I still have Minnetonka largely on the strength of the wins over St. Thomas Academy and Edina. You know, head-to-head, they've just okay. done better in this group, and they played them all. So they're sort of the glue that holds these four together. I still, I personally think it's St. Thomas Academy at number two. Mm-hmm. I think St. Thomas would be number one, in my opinion. I think St. Thomas Academy is playing the most complete hockey out of all of them, and it's only because Minnetonka is without their best player. Yeah, they're they're 100% healthy. Edina's coach is out for a couple weeks, so they're not exactly 100% healthy. Yeah. So you talk about the top four. I can make a case for Duluth East As number uh, being one. number one. But they're I undefeated. Make, yeah. But yeah. they tie Blake, who lost to a Nova. Yeah. And Irondale. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not transited properly this it's, whole thing. No, no. But no. It, I think there's question marks with the Hounds, but the, when the Hounds are flying, they're really good. So that would leave number four as Edina then, right? Well, yeah, St. Thomas is three before you get too far oh, ahead of yourself. Well, but, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I you know, yeah. I really like St. Thomas. I think the, the slight difference compared, comparing them to Minnetonka and Edina, especially, is that they, they haven't had quite the same caliber of wins, but still, if they're not not they're not weak in that regard at all. But I think on, on the whole, Minnetonka and Edina have stronger schedule. That's why they, I'm not jumping them up to one or two yet. And then okay, and, yeah. and then number five is Holy Family, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah now this is the part this is the part of the show where it gets interesting, like you said, Carl. Now people okay. are tuning in because the top top five are pretty well established. You know who those teams are. Not maybe not the order, but know who six. they are. Six Centennial was locked in at six for about seven weeks of the show and they're gone now after losing to Andover. Who's number six? Mm-hmm. Treaton. Uh <laughs> who have they it's beat, the top Carl? pick? They haven't beaten many teams, but they also haven't lost to many teams. Uh, they, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't it, beat Wyzetta. They didn't, they didn't beat no, Wyzetta. They, 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 they lost Wyzetta. Yeah. The only three seed in a section that's the number six team in the state ever. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, a 6 double A way back in the yeah, days. those days, probably. I'm so trying to think of like a the... presidential candidate that Carl just described, you know, type of thing. He's yeah. like the John McCain. Right. He's a good guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, much. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> yeah. He was a prisoner mm, of war. Man, that's fun. I like him. Right. right. <laughs> nice guy. All right. Nice guy. Who's seven? <laughs> Number seven is White Bear Lake, uh, dropping a couple spots after they lost to who? Rochester Century. Andy Dino. 
Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that one well, wasn't a problem. I think, ironically, I was talking to a white bear guy on the phone today, and I said it was, they went from their playing their probably their best game against Edina to playing their worst game against Rochester Century all within 48 <laughs> hours. It's amazing. From the penthouse to the doghouse. Wow. They did play well against Edina, I thought. Yeah, we'll talk about that Definitely. later. Right. Number eight, it's Luke Marshall. Uh, kind of in the Cretan camp here. You know, they've I don't have a lot of really good wins, but they've been okay against a good schedule, no bad losses. So there they are. And they have good players. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. Definitely. It's a good team. Yeah, I mean like I would take their top line. I'd put them in the John McCain category, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> good guys. Yeah. Or John McCain. Just getting hammered. They don't have any Poor big John wins. <laughs> but they don't have any big wins. They don't have any the, wow. They're the Eisenhower. White Eisenhower yeah. is this type of yeah, absolutely. Day. Eisenhower Actually, Eisenhower won and you know. I like Ike. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number nine, the Centennial. They're still hanging on here barely after their loss to Andover. Uh, very interesting game coming up this week against Elk River, which I think will say a lot about them and whether they're a top-ten team or not. I think the wheels are coming off the bus. It's usually they have two good this. wins you before see, that. You, yeah. you, see yeah. these kinds of, you see these kinds of losses with young teams, not with mm-hmm. experienced teams, with lots of elite league talent. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's bewildering as to what's going on with that loss to, to Andover. Yeah, and number 10 is Elk River, a uh, team that's kind of on a roll right now. Won a few in a row. They've uh, played good defense this past week against Andover and Lane. Only gave up one goal, which is a good sign for a team that had been giving up goals in bunches earlier in the year. So Elks are on the way up, and again, I'm very interested in the Centennial game coming up this week. I don't really understand. I, I can't, you can't keep... Elk River out. No. You just can't keep Elk River out. Of the well, Perbix is a great player. Joey Foss is a giant. You know, like, they have a lot of, Real like, interesting team. chips on their team. And it's just a weird team right now to read, though. Again, I think they're the type of team that they get hot in the section playoffs. And they could be in, you know, I know all the history of the Hemsley a so I still think these kids don't really understand all that. I don't think that really plays into it. I think they could be a team that could be in the finals. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. That Section 7 AA semis are going to be fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Run run out 11 through 15 without us interrupting. Sure. Just so we can okay. Start. 11, Moorhead. 12, Wyzetta. 13, Andover. 14, Eden Prairie. 15, Brainerd. No arguments here, because it's really – if you do rankings like I do at the youth level every week, you can make no friends. No friends. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and try to poke holes and that stuff. still think mm-hmm. that Moorhead as a team will find in the state tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Maybe in, like, Friday, too. Yeah, they'll be potentially even playing on Friday in the state tournament. Yeah, yeah they have like oh, that, yeah, I think, are the two teams in the in – the, you know, 10, 10 through 15 range that I think have the potential to be higher. They just need to put it together because we haven't seen it consistently. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. So we've kind of alluded to this, but this was a very weird week as far as scores. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start reading off scores, and we're going to stop and break on games that we found kind of interesting, okay? There was a lot of them. And there was a lot of them. A lot that, of them. That are du- just weird. A, more than double A, I think. Yeah. Crazy um, week in A. I mean, I, about- I do the A rankings up for YJH Carl because he does the double A's. I'm not looking forward to 
you know, digging through the ages. I had like six or seven teams for four spots, the last three spots last week. I'm going to have like <laughs> ten this week. Yeah. I, yep. yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, Minnetonka five or no two. Any surprises on that? No. I thought it might That's be about a right. little bit yeah. higher. It, it seemed right. Um, and why did anyone discover why they played at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Because I, I asked about this, and apparently so they both didn't have school, and it was just like how it got scheduled. I really don't know why, because I, I wanted to go to this game. I realize they didn't have school, but they do have parents, right? <laughs> like, I get <laughs> off at four, I work 7 to 4, and it's like, ah, uh, yeah. not working. <laughs> out there. Uh, you work at Carlson Companies, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Uh, um, let's see. Brainer 2, Centennial 5. That was a good win, I think, for Centennial, considering. Oh, right? yeah. Centennial had a great uh, week until they didn't. Yeah. Uh, um, and then Elk 5, Andover 1. Uh, again, we talked about this. This, this is a good win for Elk, considering how Andover finished their week. I was talking yeah. to an Andover parent. A surprised at how badly they beat Centennial, and B surprised on how good uh, Elk River was. Yeah, that was his comment. I was like, "Yeah, I know." And he goes, "That's a team that I can surprise you." I go, "Won't surprise me. I've always known this is a good 11th, 12th grade class because they got the 10th graders, Michaelis and Humphrey, behind them. They bolster that lineup." Yeah, exactly. They're deep in that sense. Yeah. Um, Lakeville South six, Eden Prairie one. What? My shockers of the week. I, I don't really know how that happens, but I I think we said it correctly about Eden Prairie earlier in this year. If we don't have much to say, nice to say about them. Now we do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they had a, they had a vow of the week, too, you know? Yeah. Lost to Prior Lake. So yeah. it's like there's so much going on with Eden Prairie, so much going on in 2AA. Uh, 2AA and 6AA are just, you know. <laughs> It's a bad beaker. There's some chemistry okay. going on there. Something's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm looking at Eden Prairie. They have a big week coming up. They play Cloquet and Duluth East and St. Thomas Academy. And St. Thomas. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big week for them coming up. They could possibly mm-hmm. go 0-3. Yeah, do you see yeah. that? Yeah, I think they can beat Cloquet. I think they could beat they St. Thomas if well, they play. If they gave St. Thomas a good game. They could. I don't yeah. think it will happen. Didn't they play in Swanson? Yeah. Yeah, it was a one-goal game. It was a one-goal game. Yeah. I don't think it was overtime. Yeah, I think it was. It was there. That sounds right, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of games. <laughs> but it, it, Jack Jensen is a force, and so and he plays physical, and St. Thomas is not normally a physical team, So, but it's at St. Thomas this week. Um, let's see. By the way, that was one of the best games of the year last year over at Eden Park. Oh, that was awesome. Came right before Christmas break. Or yep, and St. Thomas won that game, right? No, it was a tie. It was a tie, yeah. Felt like St. Thomas won. Well, felt, yeah, because they were the, Eden Prairie was the best team in the state. The but uh, Eden Prairie was without Nikki Lieberman. Maybe. That was why. Maybe. Um, Breck 2, Blake 6. That was kind of an interesting That's a good one. score. I that's like the first win they've had since like oh seven or something. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's a long, long, yeah. long history of dominance by Brecken. It was that like rivalry. fifteen wins. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't go back that far. It was like fifteen straight wins. But that's that includes section play. I want to say. Yep. How about this strange one? Anoka two, Blaine one in overtime. Peter and I have a, 
do 10 minutes with Tony Scott. We have a shocker of the week. There's so many this week. I don't think we can – we'll run – it'll be 45 minutes with Tony Scott just going through all the shockers. <laughs> this, this might make the list. This might make it. Benil 3, Chaska 2 in overtime. I want to make a comment about this. Uh, Jack, who does our um, tweeting for us, mm-hmm. he sent me a text that he thought like six or seven Chaska players Yeah, they were, were only like playing 14. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, suspension. Okay. All right. Well, I got to dig into that and find out what's going on with the Chaska Hawks. Um, okay. Game I want to spend a little bit of time and talk about. White Bear three, Edina four. I was at this game. Carl, I watched it. Carl watched the second half. I want to say. Yeah. What yeah, was our? I'll go through my impressions of this game. I thought that White Bear came out aggressive from the puck drop to the really the end of the game. And it was White Bear in the first period, Edina in the second period, White Bear kind of stepping back in in the third period. and But really, the storyline was White Bear's aggressiveness and then coupled with Edina's just sloppy play at times. Yeah, it, Edina didn't break out the puck well. Their breakout was chuck it off the glass. I watched. I thought the story in the game was Evan Foss. He was oh, he played very well. He yeah. made some great saves. I thought Edina made a couple choice passes in the slot when they could have just taken a shot and maybe gotten by Foss. But Foss still came up big on most everything that faced him, too. I don't know. Well, what was your takeaways, Carl, on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's similar to yours. Um, I think White, White Bear you know, executed their game plan very well. And, you know, I've seen Edina three times now, and maybe I'm picking the wrong time. So the game went over Elk River where they gave up seven goals, the lost to Minnetonka in this one. And each one, you know, when, when they've been tested, I haven't been very impressed by their response. You know, it's often sloppy play, not great in their own end. It's, you know, the talent is all there. You can see it all the time, but it's, they just don't seem like they've come together as a team yet. At least when they're being tested against a good opponent. It could be. It could be. I think that's a great, uh, and I'm not trying to spread rumors or it's just kind of a feel, you know, you kind of watch team, you put your finger on the pulse and you're like, I'm, I'm kind of picking up what you're throwing down too. They started the season fast because Maybe they had some good chemistry to start the season. Is the chemistry not there? I don't know. Just something. Yeah. It seems like they got yeah, the most talent. And they can still slaughter a weaker team. Any t- yeah, you know, when you know, Holy Angels on Saturday, you know, they you know, gave up luck four shots or something. But but the real question is, you know, how do they perform when they face a team that can give them a good, tight game? And I don't think the reviews are great so far. I think the right term is counterpunching because I think that's what White Bear was able to do. You know why Zeta is going to be able to counterpunch them in Pretty second well. play. I don't know, and I, obviously we saw Minnetonka counterpunch them. Yeah. Um, they're going to get counter. There's going to be a lot of counterpunching in their two meetings coming up in late conference play. I'm not sure Eden Prairie can counterpunch with them. They can punch, but yeah, I, don't I don't know if they, they can. can. <laughs> I don't think they can. Yeah, so I, I think they're going to get tested four times in conference play. Um, I don't know what their other non-conference games are. Nothing big, I don't think. I don't think so. They play North. Lakeville South on a Friday, I know. And they um, play Centennial. Yeah. They'll yeah play they've got Hill. I mean, Centennial. Yeah. yeah a couple decent teams. But, but it, I, I like this chemistry. I, this is a team that has a lot of big names on their team. They have the biggest names of any team in the state. I got an analogy. They're kind of like the Gophers. 
They are you like the mean? Gophers. They just got all hmm. the talent. They just roll off the, you know, roll off the pucks, and you know, good things usually happen. But this that kind of team, where they just have so much talent that you can't. There's not enough pucks on the ice, you know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll I, don't, I don't. And it really, this was a different team without Kurt Giles, yep. in my opinion, because Kurt's the Kurt's the person that you don't want to come home to late. No type of thing. <laughs> like he, you don't want to disappoint Kurt Giles. And if you make a play, you know, any one of those players that's kind of a bonehead play, you don't want to come back to the bench to no. Kurt Giles. So I don't know. This was a great performance by White Bear Lake, in my I opinion, it, and proves that they could. And it, this felt like a state tournament game to me. Did to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving on. Centennial five, Maple Grove one. This was kind of the start of Maple Grove's futility week. Wow, they have a buck. Yep. They tied Grand Rapids one to one. Yeah. And let Ouch. thirty shots go. <laughs> what was their score with Marshall again? Four to one, maybe? Yeah, four uh, one. Three goals in three games? I mean, come oh, on. That's not good. No. No. Um oh Buffalo three, Monticello zero. That's kind of an interesting score. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. I I agree. I just I think that one's a little bit interesting. How about this one? Alex won Sartell 2. That was in our pickums. Was that the only one we got it right? Yeah, I guess the only one I got that one right. Okay. <laughs> you want to stop cracking your knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> Who won again? Who won? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but uh, No, but it's, it's less less about the pickums and more about the game. I yeah. think it's important to note that Sartell has a, a viable chance of being the number one seed in that section. Yep. Yep. Really do, yeah. I mean, it could in my do my class A's tomorrow. They could be, see, they could be ahead of Cathedral. They could be. Mm-hmm. Cathedral didn't have a great week. No. Um, okay, two Andover seven. Andover wow. has got so much talent. They're super young. They're gonna do this. They really are. And Cloquet's gonna do the same thing. Where it's like, where is this team? Like yeah. half the time. This is a team that can score a lot of goals in bunches, but then they they disappear, it seems like. Yeah, that's a good one. Andover's a team that, you know, we talked about them earlier in the season. I said, watch out. they got a bunch of young talent coming up. Can they put it all together this year? I doubt it, but it's a sign of things to come in Andover. they got a, you know, 8th, ninth, 10th grade crew, maybe some 11th graders too, that's really, really solid. They're going to be good in 7AA for a long period of time. Prior Lake 3, Eden Prairie 2. That's a that's huge. I was high on the Lakers after this one. Yeah. And then they lost. And the then. <laughs> then they lost. We have so many and thens. I mean, White Bear Lake and then. Centennial and then. You know, there's so many of them. How about this one? St. Louis Park 3. Why is that a 1? Look, it's amazing. And then, <laughs> and then, and then why, why is that a Pete Moorhead? Pete Moorhead. Um, it's just it, that one was weird. How about this one? Orno three, Delano two, and overtime. overtime. Yeah, not surprised by that. Were you were you surprised by Proctor three, Virginia yes. two? Yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Virginia beats St. Cloud Cathedral four to three. So it's it, it just. It was a really weird flip-floppy week. Let's read some more off. Um, Greenway won Holy Family 7. Holy Family had a good week. Uh, You know, they went up north, and they crushed the T-51. 
teams that they needed to crush. Um, yep. Let's see. Moorhead 5, St. Michael 0. Moorhead's the easy number one seed but in their section, but they can't seem to put anybody else away right now. It's great against a section, but not anyone else. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. Two years ago, we were talking yeah. about how crazy the section is. It's crazy, but it's like crazy, like Looney Bin crazy. Like, you don't want to go visit it. You don't want to watch it. You don't want to participate <laughs> in it, right? <laughs> not like two or six where it's like, this is good TV. No. Right? Mm-hmm. No. Um, Andover 6, Centennial 1, like we said before. Marshall 4, Maple Grove 1, like we mentioned. Um, let's keep going down the list. Uh, Buffalo 2, Blake 1. I thought that one was interesting. I thought that was interesting, too. Yep. And then Burnsville 4, Prior Lake 2. I don't Pump the brakes there. I saw Burnsville <laughs> Thursday. They got a good little squad there. Again, their Bantam team was really good last year, so they got a bunch of 10th graders that are good. They got a bunch of 11th graders that were good. So their 10th, 11th grade classes are fairly strong. They got a good defenseman, um, uh, a good senior defense class. So this is a team I, I still think in 3AA, they, don't be surprised if they're in, they end up in the section final against St. Thomas. That Whoever plays St. Thomas in the section final is kind of a toss-up right now. It totally is. I think if, if you ask me if it were held today, Rosemount, Rosemount will be the number two seed. They're the best team. If I, I'm going to write a story this week about you? teams that nobody's talking about, that's a team you should be aware of. That's yeah. a good hockey team. Um, okay, a game that Carl and I were at and why Carl came into town, Duluth East 4, Minnetonka 2. Carl, you want to give your recap on this one? Sure. So, uh, you know, I kind of expected East to have a slow start because this was the first game they played against you know, a real complete team. One, another team in, the, in that top four class. And it, and sure enough, they did. Minnetonka came out and looked very strong in the first couple of minutes, scored right away. Um, then East started to settle in. They got a power play on which they tied it. And then after that, East had long stretches of very good control. They were uh, rolling four lines. Um, their physical play was important. East uh, was, I think, out, out hit Minnetonka pretty much all game long. And that, I think, definitely made a difference as the game wore on. East had a very strong second period, popped in two goals, uh, Austin Jopi and Garrett Worth. And uh, and in the third period, Tucker uh, came out better to start the period. They got a power play goal from Luke Lowheit and uh, applied some good pressure. But then after that, East sort of settled into a more defensive mode and then really locked down from there and controlled the, the last 10 minutes or so and got out with a very strong win in a, in a uh, place where they don't thing, usually win. <laughs> one thing I noticed about the game is line matching was kind of weird, right, Carl? Where mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so... Go ahead. The WMD line was matched in the first two periods by the low height line. And then in the third period, it was all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I think the, the, the talk of strategy was to try to get, uh, you know, bring in Bayless' line you know, free against someone other than the East top line. But they, you know, I think they, they created the first talk of goal, but after that, there wasn't a whole lot there. So I think after that, they just sort of shook it up and rolled with things. Randolph wasn't really going for line matches, it didn't look like, to me, at least. Not at all. No, no, he was on the road. He he just didn't have the last change, and he was just comfortable putting even his fourth line out against that that Brink and Bayless line, and they held their own. Well, as a visiting team, you really can't match lines. But he was putting his fourth line against the second line. Yeah. In In a time of the game that his second line could go back out there. Right, but I... Again, 
Mike's never been about winning but he the regular season. But he So why would he change now? Okay. Uh, I don't know how to argue with that. You can't argue with that, you know. <laughs> okay, next game. No. <laughs> but I take you back to 2015, one of the great moments in the last 10 years of the state tournament. Yeah. No one had them as a chance. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I thought this was a very impressive win by Duluth East. They, they, they came out in the second period, and they won the game. And it mm-hmm. was probably the first time that Tonka, to me, looked shaky. And I don't know if that's because of Lukey being out, but I think it has a big effect. Yeah, I think Josh being mm-hmm. gone is, is hurts them. But, again, he's not, you know. Superman? He's not the alpha and omega for that time. He's not like he's losing just one piece. No, no, no. But he's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's very good. But I, and, I, and I think that, that it's important. He's important to him, but I don't think it's, you know, life and death. It's just more minutes for some of their younger, their sophomore defensemen play. Yeah, um, but Carl? Yeah, a couple other comments, I guess. Uh, so uh, one of the big questions for East so far this year has been goaltending, but they had a very good performance from Luke and Hansen yesterday. Uh, some of their defensive issues in the back were cleaned up, and WMB line really had a very strong day. I think they, they were really the difference maker, scored two of the four East goals. They were very solid. Okay, um, another game, St. Thomas Academy 3, Matamidi 1. Worth noting because they're both top five teams in Double A and A. Exactly. Um, you have Virginia four, St. Cloud Cathedral three. Um, That's just a big win for Virginia. Yep, big win. Uh, the Monticello three, Princeton two. That's a good section win. Um, L three, Blaine zero. Uh, and I think that's kind of all the games I had to talk about. Really, a lot, a lot of games. games. <laughs> Three days. That was a lot of games. It was almost like a holiday tournament week in a way. That was I had a, the feeling of it, you know, where there's so much happening in so short a time. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, red black player of the week. I want to give a little shout out to Little Falls's Landon Johnson, leading D-men scoring the score in the state. Eleven goals, sixteen assists, twenty-seven points. So Landon is a the son of Paul Johnson, who played college hockey at Colorado College. Landon's a great student, a uh, great hockey player, and he basically used the Red and Black League for what it's, what, it, what what it is, and that is uh, an opportunity to get more hockey, more games. Landon's going to be a college hockey player of some sort in the future, and he's cut his teeth in the Red and Black League. He's having a great season. I think the Flyers are kind of a, one of those sleeper teams in 5A. 6A. Or 6A. I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. So careful of uh, the Flyers, careful of uh, Little Falls, and Landon Johnson, uh, a real good pick for this week's Red and Black Player of the Week. Oh, for sure, sure. You want to lead our fun segment oh, off, Oh, this Tony? is going to be fun. All right, so – People often joke that there should be a, a fantasy hockey draft. We're not going to do some that. Some people do show. it, actually, though. There's no way. Yeah, I know some people, actually. Okay, so high school hockey fantasy draft. We're not going to do that on this show, uh, but we're going to pick, make our selections uh, for uh, basically an all-state team, but we're going to do it fantasy football style. So we run a little snake draft. We're going to pick a player. You can only You have to pick... Uh, four forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender. So 24 players will get picked. You have to take one person from each draft, from each section, 
And it's oh, we're only doing class two A. We're only double A. We will do some version of this with next class week a. with class A, but this week we're doing double A. We pulled the name out of the hat, and Carl got the first pick. We'll call it because okay. she's leading in pickums, maybe. Yeah, let's go with that. So, sure. who did yeah. you pick, Carl? Good. Okay. Well, I went and decided to pick someone in from a section where I would leave you, you two with not not so great uh, options beyond this. So, I'm going with Garrett Daly out of Lakeville North in section one. So you didn't have to think as much with the first pick. If you want you want no. to go after those those sections with fewer great players, I thought that was a good pick. And so I I followed Carl and I had the same logic because if he's taking daily, then I got to take Jack Olson, defenseman for Lakeville South. And the reason, another reason that was a great pick because uh, there's very few defensemen in the state that I would consider all state worthy. So you get took two of them that are right out of the section that has the fewest players. So. And if we want a player that scores a lot of points, Jack Olson's going to make my team score a lot of points. That's true. That's true. All right, so I got the next two picks. I took forward goalie. I went Carter Ranclev out of 8AA, and then Gabe Holm out of 7AA. The fun fact about Gabe Holm, probably one of the best goaltenders to have the worst stats imaginable. Why is he that bad? <laughs> Four goals again. Oh, oh yeah, but, but his save percentage is in the 900s. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, yeah, I'm just saying. That's an unbelievable – think about how hard that is to accomplish. <laughs> Based on the goals again. Yeah, just think how astronomical the shots on goals are to get that number. Yeah. It's almost impossible. No kidding. So, all right, go ahead. Coming back to you, Danny. Well, I wanted to get another defenseman. I think defensemen that score points are going to be at a premium. Yep. So I wanted to go with Mike Kester out of Chaska for my two double A pick. I like that. Two double A's got so many players. Oh, two, so six, deep. and seven for, for you know juicy, juicy sections. Carl, who'd you pick? Swing, swing back with. Yeah. Well, we'll continue to run on defensemen here. I'm going with Owen Gallatin out of White Bear Lake. Yeah, that was my your pick, sneakiest so. pick. Of your eight, that was your sneakiest <laughs> one. Thank you. I like um, that one. <laughs> and my third pick, again, going with another section where I think the, the pool is a little bit thinner, Lucas McGregor out of Centennial. I like that pick. And I was kind of ticked that Carl took um, Owen Gallantin because I think Owen Gallantin is playing probably the best defense of anybody in the state as a freshman. I mean, he is unreal right now. So I kind of went back into – I dug into the well of four double A and I went with a forward Ben Helgeson. I think he's playing he's playing unreal puck right now and everybody keys on him, but he's still like he's making Mike Flyshacker one of the leading score scorers in the state and Flyshacker might be five two on a good day. <laughs> but, wow. But he's a good player. I'm just saying he's, he's taller than five two. Five, come on. Come on. Four. All right, my pick? Yes. Yep. I'm sticking east side as well. I'm gonna go three double A. Rob Christie from St. Thomas Academy. And then I'm going to go back to 6AA with who I think Mr. Hockey should be, Sammy Walker, out of 6AA. He's a forward. I'm not getting into a Mr. Hockey argument right now. Oh, that's in a couple weeks. That's in a couple weeks. Would you argue that <laughs> Sam Walker won't be a, you know, a finalist? No. Okay. I, didn't think <laughs> I hope I didn't not. Think so. All right, back to you, Danny. Well, I, I think my team needs some goaltending. You know, we can score some goals, but let's stop some goals. And I think Atkins Kelly from St. Thomas Academy will be my 3AA pick. You know, we had some picks in here. This is There are so many goalies you could have picked from. 
but you went back to the home school and picked your boy Atticus. Why'd you do it? Why? Because I think he shores up the St. Thomas Academy's backstop. He's like six two, six three. He's pretty large. He cuts down angles really well. And when he's on the ice, St. Thomas Academy is undefeated. I got. Um... I took Gabe home early because I think he's the best goalie in the state, and I was picking I, goaltender. Yeah, I, but what I didn't realize when I picked him was like, oh, my gosh, I just coughed up my chance at Ryder Donovan and Jack Purbix and Luke LeMaster. I was like, it's really hard when you can only pick one player from one section. And and that's why I picked Atticus Kelly. Not that the, there's enough players on St. Thomas Academy to pick. I just – or, you know, even Jake Ratzlaff yeah. from Rosemont. I, I just think, you know, that's a he's a great goaltender, and it's a great way to pick a goaltender in that section, too. Yeah, I agree. There's Rosemont's got a few good defensemen yeah. on that team. So. Yeah. Carl. All right, Carl. Okay, I'm going to go on a little West Metro run here to stock up my team. Um, my fourth pick, I'm going to go with uh, Demetrius Kumatsis, you know, great forward to uh, work with McGregor up there, and then uh, – I'll take Brady Zemer on D from Holy Family. That's arguably, you know, one of the top couple senior defensemen in the state. So, no arguments here. Are, Carl's team yeah. does not have a lot of size. No, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh. We'll make up for that later. Uh, <laughs> so I, I went up north to get my defenseman. I love Ethan Frisch from Moorhead. I think he's one that. Can I be the Frisch six? I, I'll be the fifth. You know, the six of the Frisch five. You know, like. Yeah. I, I I'm a big supporter of Ethan Frisch. I yeah. think he makes a good breakout move, and he's just a smart player, and he really cleans up the puck really well whenever he's out there. And I'm not sure there's a more athletic defenseman than Ethan Frisch out there. You know, he, he his athleticism creates so much versatility for their team. Yeah, um, and he's got a really quick release on his shot. I think that's a a rare thing you can find at this uh, at the high school level. Yep. And he's more – he'll be my stay-at-home defenseman compared to um, Olsen and Kester. All right, so my <laughs> turn, right? Yeah. My turn. I'm going 2AA Jack Jensen. Uh, power forward, go for commit. Uh, just rugged. He does so many things well. He's one uh, of my most favorite players to watch this year. Yeah, he's, he is definitely fun to watch. He'll be a Mr. Hockey finalist next year. Uh, and then going back to 1AA – I solved two problems. I needed to get somebody. I needed a defenseman. I needed to get somebody, you know, who's kind of out there that nobody really knows about. I think he's an outstanding choice. One of my favorite choices of the team that I made, uh, Ethan Gower, one double A out of Farmington, 13 points in eight games for the Tigers. Uh, he's got great hands, great skill, and he's underappreciated. And this show is we're 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 barfing out all the best players in the state here. To throw Ethan Gower in here makes my team that much better okay well then i'll barf out one of the best players of all time for his program okay garrett worth yeah and here's where all, all time carl back me on this tell me tell me some was, stats wait can i, I hit pause to, on the show this no. is the yep. most tell me some stats carl come on tell me some of stats. all time if garrett worth keeps up his current pace um he, he will have well first off most goals in the in, in, in east season since bihar I think he has a chance to end up in a, on a short list of players on, you know, with most goals in the program, along with Bihar Locker and Nick Lakari. Um, if you look at the names, he's starting to move past. It's pretty impressive. 
that's well, why that's, he's on he's my team. He's been there since seventh grade. No, I mean, no, come ninth on. grade, ninth grade, ninth grade. <laughs> Cut, it down. Cut it down. <laughs> I'm not ripping on Garrett. You said of all time at Duluth East. I Did mean, you just hear those players that Carl just listed off? I mean, yeah. those, are, those are scrubs. He didn't even list off Toninato, Olsen, or Randolph, okay? Uh, that's I, there's, that's there's, what company. There's three more he's after passed, that. He's past that company. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't even put him in. I, I don't think he's as good as some of the guys are just recently that aren't D1 guys. Okay, maybe in the really? point really? category and all your little non, you know, Minnesota Hockey Hub stats category. Sure, he might be there, but I still think there's better players from Duluth East. Those are Carl's like personal stats that he keeps I know. I know. I <laughs> Not taking nothing from Gareworth. I think he's an outstanding hockey player. He's going to score me goals. He's a Division One caliber hockey player, but I want all some, time. This Come is on. my fantasy team, and all he's right. going to score me goals, and that's what I want. We're really not doing the goals and keeping. We're just naming twenty-four great players in the state. Let's keep away from scoring me goals. Part of this, okay? <laughs> all right. We're not. This is not a fantasy league on YHH. No fantasy hockey. We're just drafting 24 great players. Drafting? Just drafting. That's all we're doing. Okay. Not actually anyway. using them for gambling purposes. All right, <laughs> next up. Uh, well, I still need a Section 3 player, so I think I'll take Ray Christie since Rob's off the board. Uh, get my St. Thomas forward stash <clears throat> there. And then uh, since Danny stole Garrett Worth from me, I'll take Ryder Donovan. You know, if I kind of got the guy who's scoring all the East goals, I'll have the guy who's assisting on every East goal. <laughs> Right, that's very true. That's right. Um, well, I, I keep wanting to go with goal scorers, so I went with another forward out of five, double A, and Bryce Brodzinski. Name rings a bell. Comes from a couple of brothers. That's say. right. There's a couple of when we did when we did the draft off air. What did you, who did you actually draft? Uh, Easton Brodzinski. I <laughs> said, so, well, he's playing for St. Cloud. I didn't know they were in the league. <laughs> well, I can choose who I want, and we're not going to review players that you chose. Which is yeah. a good segue, because <laughs> I really wanted this five to be a keeper a, league. And I tried to take Brock's favor, and these two wouldn't let me. And I said, well, he's the best defenseman in 5AA right now, bar none. What team is he on? He plays for Osseo Maple Grove, Bantam AA. But, you know, who's keeping track? He attends, I am, I argue I am that keeping he, track. He attends Maple Grove High School. That's in 5AA. I tried taking him. Sure, I'm not drafting junior gold players either. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. There's none to draft. This kid is draftable, I'm telling you, right now. <laughs> he's as good as they get. Okay, uh, so who'd you who I you did pick? take a Maple Grove kid who I think is outstanding. I took Tyler Borsch, 5AA. Okay. Oh, and then my last pick, my last D, out of Hill Murray, Brett Overly, uh, four double A D. So I'm my 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 team looks like this: Carter Ranclev, Gabe Holum, Rob Christie, Sam Walker, Jack Jensen, Ethan Gower, Tyler Borsch, and Brett Overly. Very good team. Not as good as my team. Um, <clears throat> I I round out my list with another Catholic school kid, in uh, Mac Leeson <laughs> for Creedon Durham Hall. I like that pick. He's just a pure jitterbug out there and a great goal scorer whenever the puck's on his stick. So my team looks like Jack Olson from Lakeville South, Mike Kester from Chaska, Ben Helgeson from Hill, Edkis Kelly from St. Thomas Academy, uh, School of Excellence, mind you, um, Ethan Frisch from Moorhead, Garrett Worth from Duluth East, Bryce Brodzinski from Blaine, and Matt Gleason from 
some school in St. Paul. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. Okay. Well, I got the last pick here, and I need a goalie, and I need a player from Section 8. So that makes it pretty easy. Matt Fitzgerald from Bemidji, come on down. We're the final pick in our draft. Um, that gives, gives, gives me a, a full roster of Fitzgerald and goal. Um, my defensemen are Garrett Daly of Lakeville North, Owen Gallatin of White Bear, and Brady Zemer of Holy Family. Up front, I've got uh, Lucas McGregor from Centennial, Demetrius Kumatsis from Edina, Ray Christie from St. Thomas, and Ryder Donovan from Duluth East. These are all good teams. He's very physical on the back end. Yes, very physical. <laughs> very physical. So Mr. Irrelevant in our draft would be Matt Fitzgerald, right? Yes. Who's the steal of the draft? He's very relevant, but yes. Who's the steal of the draft? Who's the steal of the draft? That's what I've got to know. Daily. Uh, who is the second? Uh, Jack Olson is the steal of the draft, if you ask me. Jack Olson's a great pick. He's having a – I'll see him play this week. Yeah, he's the steal of the draft because you got him second overall, and after yeah. that, he pre, you guys pretty much locked out. Thought you locked out 1AA on me, but I came back with a solid Ethan Gallup. And 1AA uh, also has good players. Like, like Grant is a very good player for like Phil North. I had lots of choices, but I was down at defense, and, and I had to go with – Ethan Gower, I like that pick. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. My team's going to win. Yeah, no we, we're really not keeping <laughs> track of anything. All right, games of the week. Games of the week. We got a juicy one this week. Yeah. One that I really, really like. So go ahead. Um, Denfeld plays East. Carl will be there tomorrow. That's I will. I really yeah. like, but yeah. Go for it. Um, St. Thomas Academy plays Eden Prairie at St. Thomas on Tuesday. Um, we have, let's see, White Bear Lake and Stillwater on Tuesday. That's a good game. That's a that good would be game. interesting. Uh, from, a sec- from a section perspective. White Bear needs to bounce back. Yeah, and they can't really lay an egg there because that's nope. very, yeah. Um, Lakeville South Holy Family on Thursday. I will be at that one. Um, War Road Rozo this week. It's a good game. Plain Tonka. Um, Cloquet Eden Prairie. Is that the game that's juicy mm. for you? No, it's coming up. Uh, Duluth East Eden Prairie. Is that juicy mm, for you? No. Um, is it <laughs> Minnetonka Hermantown? Ding, 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 oh, ding, 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 there you go. Each year, the Class A and Class AA state champions play one another. This seem could, to be. This could be that game, and Hermantown could win that game for the third year in a row. Um, and then the I possible. don't know about that. Possible. possible, possible. And then he'll place Montemidi in a rematch of a tie earlier in the year, which is this should be a good game. Yeah, that'll be a good yeah, game. Yeah, should be a good, good one. Pickums, Tony. Now nah, we're down to the Pickums. Pick Rolling up my sleeves here. Uh, we're well within our well within our time limit. Uh, we've got this thing under an hour. If we can go through these pickems quick, five games. I'll read them off really quick, and then we'll come back to the top. Uh, Blake, St. Louis Park, uh, North Branch, Monticello, Elk River Centennial. Um, I can't read my own right. Marshall and Cloquet, <laughs> and Stillwater and Creton Durham Hall. Let's start off first. I'm going first this week on Blake and St. Louis Park. <laughs> this is Stephon, really hard because Luke Mobley's been hurt, okay, for mm. for St. Louis Park. Park. 
But they just they just beat Wyzetta. Three to one. Okay. So if they can beat Wyzetta without Luke Mobley, I think they can beat just about anybody, especially Blake. So I'm gonna go St. Louis Park. Carl, you're up okay. next. Uh I will take Park as well. I think they're on a good little roll right now. I don't mind taking Blake in this game. I think Blake is young. They're fast. Joe Miller is a very good forward that they have there. Um, and I think this is a game that they need to step up in and just make 6AA even more crazy. Oh, yeah. If Blake wins this one, I mean, just throw mm. the, I mean, throw it away. I mean, this is mm. no really rhyme or reason for anything. I want to throw down a crazy, crazy train. Okay. What if Edina loses twice to Wyzetta? This year in Lake Conference, <laughs> I, I give can't up. Even think about that. <laughs> what what happens to six double A seating? It's already bad. Just, just, don't suggest such things, Danny. Don't 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 bring up such things. Not make it any worse. Unspeakable. Just, I'm very curious on who I'm going to see at Bigger Braemar this year on second yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be fun. No matter what, it's going to be fun. Yeah. You know what? Last year, Edina uh, made easy work as. St. Louis Park. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think St. Louis Park can hang with whoever it's in. I think St. Louis Park will be playing on that Saturday. We talk about this a lot. First year a team comes back to relevance or is good, they are never as good as the next year, um, even though they may have lost key players. Like they lost Bauer Newdecker at St. Yeah. Louis Park, but it's always the next year that follows. Look at Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids lost Bischoff, Al- Alex Adams, and, and Mitch Matson. And they yeah. come back and win state the next year. Yep. Okay, it, it's really you have to establish a precedent of being good uh, and success. Understanding how to win and and uh-huh. being at that level, and then taking it to the next level as well. So yep. I agree. It's I an agree. interesting concept. All right, this next game, uh, our five A special, uh, basically playing for the number one seed in that section, uh, North Branch Monticello. Uh, Danny, uh, Carl, you get to go first. Oh, great. Uh, I'll stick with Monticello until they lose to a 5A team. All right. I like that pick. Moose. Danny, you're up. You're going Moose, Moose. too? Moose. I'm going to go with the Vikes. Moose. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm going to go Brady Meyer, and they're going to win. This is a fun game. This one's actually – this might be worth driving to. It's Thursday, though, isn't it? Yeah. I can't go. It's I wish debatable, I could. but that's a long drive. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> oh, it's not come that on, bad. yeah. I don't know where I don't know where the game is. Is it at Monticello or is it at Chisago? Because that's where North Branch plays their home games. I forget. I'll have to double check okay. that. Uh, Chisago isn't as easy a drive for me as Monticello would be, in my opinion. Straight up ninety four. Yeah, you but know. you have to get past that Maple Grove. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. But then it's seven o'clock. It's not bad. Yeah. All right, anyway, yeah, your pick. Your pick. <laughs> Let's talk hey, about what road we go we on. Want, hey, we want to get the show to an hour. You know, we're at 45 <laughs> minutes right now. So let's get it to an hour. Let's talk about back roads to Monticello. I need to park. I was on ways. Okay, uh, Elk River Centennial. Uh, Danny, you get to go first. Why do I get to go first on a game like this? I just uh, Elky. I'm going to pick Elk. Um, I think the Elks kind of have been rolling a little bit better than Centennial as of late, but it's not. I'm not saying this with any confidence on this game. Um, 
it's going to get played on Olympic size ice no matter where it is, and it might not be the most like enjoyable game to watch because last year this was the slow game. Remember? Yeah. We were there? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we were all there. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I would say you're going elk. I'm going elk. All right, I'm going elk as well. That gooch is Carl in the centennial. I'm sorry about that, Carl. Yeah. Well, wait, well, wait, with... Carl, Carl. What? Pause. 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 Did Tony Pausing. just pick against centennial? I'm he just did. Wait, what? I what is I this? Give, <laughs> I wish I could go give those boys a pep talk right now because they need it. Jeez. <laughs> they need a little scared straight because if they get off the rails, they're not going to state. And that okay. thing's off the rails if they lose six to one to Andover. <laughs> okay. Yes, I did well, pick against Centennial. Okay. But, well, I am taking Centennial because, well, they did win the first meeting six to three. So we'll see if Elk Rivers close the gap since then, but they look pretty convincing in the first meeting. No yeah. arguments here. All right. Next game is Marshall and Cloquet. This is a hard one for me. I'm I'm the least of Marshall believer of the three of us. I pick first. And I deep down think that Marshall's going to win this game, so I'm going Marshall. Okay. Carl, I, I, I too am going Marshall. I, having seen both these teams, I think they're a more consistent, more reliable, safer pick here. And that's the only reason I'm picking Marshall. I think Cloquet's better than Marshall, but they haven't been as consistent as Marshall has been. The better cloquet is better than the average Marshall, <laughs> but the worst cloquet is not worth well, anything. The average cloquet okay. isn't better than anybody. anybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I'll pick cloquet. I think we'll see a good cloquet team here. It's at home for cloquet, so maybe that will um, give them some good juju wearing the whites instead of the purples. Um, but, yeah. I've seen Cloquet. You've seen Cloquet? I saw them play White Bear. Okay, I wasn't sure if you got that one. Yep. So that was at Cloquet. Uh, you've seen Cloquet, uh, Carl. Cloquet. Um, yep. What is it? What? Well, I've seen bad Cloquet. You've seen good Cloquet. I've seen good Cloquet. Cloquet. Yeah. <laughs> really good Cloquet. And Carl's seen both Cloquet. He's seen good, good I Cloquet I against East. Yeah, you've yeah. seen both Cloquets, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, really I, have, I don't know what so. it is. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just such a tough read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have explosive talent, but sometimes it just seems like they're, you know, they're, they're a team that maybe hasn't come, come together quite yet. It's just, you know, not not necessarily gelling. Some issues on, in their own end that seem to snowball at times. You know, they have these a couple of games where they just cough, cough up a lot of goals. Yeah, they have, like, games where they score everything and games that they let everything in. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and games like the East game where they do both. And then games where they do the opposite, where the one to nothing to Stillwater, yeah. where they lose. I have no gauge yeah. on that team at no, all. I don't think they do either. <laughs> um, but by all accounts, they love Kevin Smollett. The players love him. Mm-hmm. I think cool. Great. I mean, so there's good chemistry there, so this thing can turn pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, last game, Stillwater. Uh, Creighton, Durham Hall. Uh, Carl, you get to go first. Creighton. I think that's a pretty comfortable pick based on the way the two, these two teams are playing right now. Sorry, Tony. I'm picking Creighton. You went to St. Thomas. Uh, all his Creighton with the best of them, but uh, I really... Uh, Creighton needs this game. Creighton, if they only lose to St. Thomas Academy... And White Bear, 
the rest of the way. They're a 21 team. And they might be the weirdest 21 team since Grand Rapids and DiWiseppe in that. Uh, so it, it's kind of a toss-up right now that they're not playing anybody, so they can't really lose to anybody other than predictable losses for them to still be in relevance. And I think they're good enough and aggressive enough to win this game. Oh, I do too. I do too. I think in a, in a close one-goal game, I think Stillwater can win this one. They can keep the score to two to nothing or two to two, two to one, soccer scoreish. I think Stillwater can win this game. They got the goaltender. They got enough scoring punch to get two or three goals. They can win this game. That's a toss. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. All right, so that is a wrap for this week's show. That was a fun one. I love doing the draft. The pre the pre draft was a little bit long. It's all fantasy football drafts are. Yeah, we couldn't put it all on there else with but a two-hour show. We'll be, we'll be but nonetheless, that was, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a blast. Uh, Carl, thanks for uh, coming down this week uh, weekend and uh, checking out some uh, checking out your hounds. Thanks for tuning in today, uh, all the way back from Duluth. Danny, thanks for putting together a great show, and a huge shout out to Red and Black League for their sponsorship to our show. We'll see you guys around the wink, rink, and we'll see you next week on High School Hockey Podcast. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Because life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me. My high school team, I was playing on the top three. Now my son is scoring piles. He 